What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mission Daily. Listen, last episode, I left Stephanie with a bit of a prompt about what we were going to talk about today, and which is changing our lives. Now, some people have to are forced to change their lives. Other people wish or dream about if they could do something over again, would they change their life? I get it. You got family, you got kids, you got responsibilities. It's just harder to change things, even if you say going now, going forward. So we're going to talk about change, regrets, wishes. Um, it's easy, I think, for people to say you should have no regrets. Like, ah, th- that's not the case. People are like, there's things that they really wish they didn't miss out on. Now, I think it's good to learn from those things and, you know, hopefully not make that mistake twice. But uh, we all ha- we all secretly have something we'd love to have changed. Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Where should we start with you? Do you want to change oh, go like <laughs> occupation things only or do you want to change your youth? Okay. I feel like or your I'm young adulthood, probably, I guess twenties. I might bounce around okay. into different areas. Whatever comes to me, you know, whatever strike a genius, I guess. Yeah. And, but, and we'll, we'll put the disclaimer out. Stephanie loves her children. She loves her family. There's <laughs> yep. uh, and like other people, there's probably things that they wish they could have done. So that's all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do love every aspect of my life, even the hard things, even the traumas. I'm like, fine, I'm here for it. Um, and I think there's reasons for all of that. Uh, things I would change. The first one would be, I hope that our audio engineer, Matt, does not bleep me out because I know he doesn't like it when I curse, but I have a sailor mouth. So I would first make sure that in my younger days, I would fuck around a lot more. And when I say fuck around, I mean like experiences, like not, with other people, like partners. Not with other. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was trying to clarify. Not with. Actually, you know what? Yeah, other partners would be fun too. That could be another angle. I feel like growing up, you're told no, no, no. That could be an interesting angle too. Like just do more of that. Why not? Um, but other than that, I was thinking more experiences because what I realized was I was on such a fast tracked path where I had a certain goal. I was like, I need to. You know, I mean, I worked all through, I mean, starting when I was like 14, worked all the time, bartended uh, to pay for my college. I only went to college um, for three and a half years because I got out of there quick because I knew like this shit's expensive. Um, I didn't live on campus. I didn't do any of the like experiential stuff. I didn't really travel to far places where it's like some of my classmates would be like, oh, we're going on a trip abroad or whatever. I'd be like, I can't afford that. And I wouldn't prioritize it because I was so set on like, get out of here, get the finance degree, start working, start making money. And I was just fast tracked to that. And so the other day I was listening to an interview with Kevin Kelly, where he's like, I think the young people these days need to fuck around more. They need to like explore things and not be so set on like, I have to get this degree and I have to get in the workforce. Like, no, actually the best time to go and travel is when you don't even have money. Like just get out there and do it. When you don't have a house, you don't have kids, like just go out there and experience things. Um, And he had this story where I think he was like backpacking through China or something. And basically he ran into a tour group and there was like a super wealthy guy. And he's like, oh man, you are the wealthy one talking to Kevin who was like, you know, didn't have any money and who's just like backpacking. Meanwhile, this guy, you would look at him and you'd be like, well, you're able to do this anytime you want. And his whole thing was like, you have this wealth of time right now and you don't have all these constraints. And like that is wealth, being able to do that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, I I think just taking different... Yeah, like side exits in life and exploring different things and not being so focused on a certain path. Um, Because if I look at it, it's like, yes, the finance path has really helped me. It's helped influence a lot of things. It's got me to where I'm at. And I think if I would have just taken some more side trips and gotten more experiences, um, it would have just maybe led to 
different things to explore, which is more now what I'm doing now than I ever have. But what's something yeah. that you said no to then that if you could go back and tell yourself and you would say yes? I think probably taking the trips to different countries. Um, and what was your reasoning th- for saying no? Was it the money? money? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So you think and you should have gone on credit card debt and just done it? Maybe. I'm kind of, I didn't have, I, I'm trying to think when I even had a credit card. Um, but I think if I would have made that an intention to like go and do that, I, I would have made it happen. I would have worked the extra hours. I would have like, and maybe that means like not going to school for a semester. Or saying no to something like, else. Yeah. Saying no to something else. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but like, I think I would have, you know, had I stayed at school for that extra semester and maybe just took a semester off to go and do those things and then just focused on exploring and working and not paying for school. Like there's a lot of trade-offs I could have made, but my mind was just so set on like, get out of, get out of school is expensive. And like, once you're out, then you'll be able to explore, but then you get into the machine, you know, you get into like the workflow and it's like, it's actually kind of harder. Yeah. So for me, yeah, for me, the, if the one thing I would tell myself to say yes to that I like said no for, and now looking back, I didn't really have a good reason. Like I was, I don't know, thought I was going to miss something at college. I would have studied abroad. I mean, there's really no mm-hmm. reason not to study abroad. If you're not, mm-hmm. if you're currently in college right now and you have a study abroad program available to you, you should say yes. A study mm-hmm. abroad program, it means you're going to have the equivalent credits it's going to usually have equivalent cost for tuition. There's usually no like change there. Um, mm-hmm. It might cost a little bit more for living or transportation to get out there, but overall it's going to be a wash uh, in costs. And then you get the same education and the same credentials. So if that's the case, there really is zero reason why you should say no to studying abroad. Uh, I, mm-hmm. If I could go back and change that one and I could guarantee that I have the, you know, the kids I have, the family I have, I would do that. Now, the other thing is that it would change those bigger picture. Now, if I change this, I don't know where I'd be today. <laughs> yep. So that's a challenge. But I probably should have said yes. So coming out of high school, I wasn't a great athlete, but I was big and fast enough for some division three schools to, to want me mm-hmm. uh, football and lacrosse. You know, nothing exciting. I wasn't a D1 player, but I was I was definitely offered to go to good places, uh, good schools as well. Uh, like a Davidson University, a Colby Colby College in Maine, Davidson in North Carolina, uh, all the way as far west as Whittier. By the way, on my recruiting trip to Whittier, my tour guide was Kimmy Gibbler, Andrea Barber, mm-hmm. Full House. You can look it up. She was she went to school there. Uh, <laughs> I was like, are you Pull Kimmy Gibbler? <laughs> Don't call me that. I remember that. <laughs> clear as day. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I used to love Full House. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have said yes, I think, to playing sports because I, mm-hmm. I when you're in it, you don't realize that like because uh, I remember being a high school senior and like coach being like, you know, you, you might never play again. Like best coach. What is he talking about? Like I'm going to have mm-hmm. other experiences that are like this or better. Yep. And that didn't happen. And then I thought to myself, man, like if I could trade an occupation right now, I would go back to coaching. Yeah, it was easily the most fulfilling like period of time probably in my life and being mm-hmm. a college coach typically you know the reality is if you played college your mm-hmm. opportunities for coaching in college go up so the only way mm-hmm. I, not the only way but one of the only one of the few ways to coach sports typically is you're going to teach high school and then you would coach in that probably or teach public school and t- coach high school because of uh scheduling that's just the way the schedules work so like that that was something i th- I think I should have said yes. Like looking back on, I don't know where it would have led me, but mm-hmm. it's something that 
I kind of kicked myself for saying, uh, passing it, passing it up. I remember when the air force coach came to, um, our high school because there was another kid ahead of me that was already going to air force. And he asked me like, what do you, you know, son, what do you think about the air force? And I was like, I don't think about anything about it. <laughs> he was probably like, you're a dick. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> Wait, so you would have wanted to go into the air force? No, I don't know that. Oh. But like, that was my attitude. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just didn't have a oh, good yeah. attitude. I didn't have a, like, I don't know what I was thinking uh, back then. I, I don't know why I thought that were there were more doors <laughs> that would be open, but like mm-hmm. I basically chose to shut that door. You know what I mean? I chose not to play college sports. I chose not to pursue. I chose mm-hmm. to uh, do all those things. And, you know, when you're 18 and someone tells you, hey, when you're 43, you're going to look back on this and be like, you really wish you did. Like, you're like, you're an idiot. You do, you know nothing, bro. You know nothing. Like, that's the way you think when you're 18. But if I could mm-hmm. push the reset button on that, that's what I would do. Yeah. I do feel like I remember a lot of people telling me like, oh, if you don't do this stuff, like, you know, you're going to miss out. And a lot of times those people are wrong, though. So there's like a weird balance between like finding the well, right elders in your life who actually is like, OK, you're probably like and maybe that's just finding people that you admire. And you're like, OK, you know something about something because I admire wherever you're at in life. Whereas so many people back in my hometown, they'd be like, oh, if you don't take this job in the bank or if you leave your family, like you're going to, you know, really miss them and blah, blah, blah. It's like all the advice that I was getting was pretty terrible from people trying to, yeah, encourage me not to jump into other things, like for whatever reason. They all had their ideas. Like I remember this one dude, there's this dude who lived in my neighborhood. He owned a, uh, like a investment banking type of company or whatever, like a financial planning company. I don't remember. Okay. And I, I remember I applied to work there as an intern. I was already getting my finance degree. He lived in my freaking neighborhood. Like, come on neighbor. And my dad tried to help line it up so I could have an internship at this guy's company. And he declined me, like without even like talking to me, which I'm like, come on, you didn't even like give me a chance. And he just declined me. I don't know why. And then uh, when he found out that I was leaving my hometown and I was gonna go and work in DC, all of a sudden an offer comes out where he's like, hey Steph, if you wanna come and work here, uh, now you can. And I'm like, wait, you haven't even talked to me since you declined having me as an unpaid intern. And now all of a sudden you have an offer for me to come and work with you. And this dude was the one who told me, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret not coming here and working in like financial planning. Like this is a big opportunity you're about to miss. And now I look back at this. I'm like, thank God I didn't take that like offer from that dude. Like anyone who talks like that, who's like, you'll see little lady, yeah. <laughs> like this is the best finance opportunity for you. Ew. Um, so it's like a hard mix of knowing who to trust and like, who's actually, you know, telling you wisdom nuggets where you're like, oh, I should follow that person said, this is a good opportunity. I should look into it versus who is so limited by their own thinking and their own mindset. Cause they've never expanded out before. Yeah. Well, the one thing I say is like, uh, in my case, I wasn't given like an ultimatum, right? Mine was more like an ant and kind of concept, you know, like straight out of this mm. commercial, like, and like your, yeah, yeah. your attitude of go abundance. I mean, really, what was my coach saying? It's like, hey, you should enjoy this moment much more. Like, yeah. you, this might be your last time ever playing. I don't know why mm-hmm. I thought that like, that was bad advice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not really taking any. Like, like, there's no like. It's like decision. He's literally really saying you should appreciate this moment more. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I would have tons more of moments like this. This always sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I could agree yeah. with you there. Like, anytime someone says this is the only way. Like, that's what I've really stressed to my kids. My kids are a little bit older than Stephanie's, but like there really are many ways. 
Success mm-hmm. is found, or it depends on even what you call success, but it is found in many, many ways. And so I, mm-hmm. you know, I was raised probably more like, it sounds like the, um, the people around you were giving you that advice, which was, hey, you got to get the good job. You got to get the good wage. You got to get the good benefits. It's a very mm-hmm. narrow uh, mindset thought. And I, growing up, I always thought like, that's not the way it is. I was working for, for my friend Bartley doing two productions. I got to see firsthand, like you can be an entrepreneur and make money in many different ways. And I've always kind of gravitated towards that. And so that's been my career uh, in, a, in a nutshell, like working for small companies who end up having big customers. But anyways, mm-hmm. that was, that wasn't the path that was pushed on, especially by a lot of traditional Asian families. Like they're like, dude, this you got you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be an engineer. Like there is no other occupation on mm-hmm. earth for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But if you could hit the reset button occupationally, like let's say, all right, I know you love mission. We're mm-hmm. we're building, but what if someone hit the reset button on you and said, hey, you got to do something else from mm-hmm. this point forward? What field yeah. do you think you would go down? Man, so. I always think back to when I was younger, the things that I used to do, like what things that I just like to do for fun. And this is going to sound really like nerdy because there's two things I always like to do. One was finance stuff. I actually really did like finance, like looking into stocks and like all that kind of stuff. That was fun for me. But the second thing I used to do was I would design two different things, either uh, whole like resorts. I would literally like draw out these all-inclusive resorts of like, what would it look like if I owned an all-inclusive resort? And like, what kind of amenities would I want to have? How would I make it different? Like, how would I think about location? I would like look at the demographic data. And I was like pretty young looking into this stuff, trying to figure out like, what kind of experience would I want to have? Because my parents, I remember the first time they took us to one in maybe uh, Dominican Republic or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my whole mind like exploded where I was like, it was a whole new world of something where it's like, we went from just going from Maryland to Florida to all of a sudden we go to this, you know, different country and get to experience a whole new thing. And so I was like, man, I would want to design resorts. And so I was either always drawing that kind of stuff out and like what it would look like, or I was designing games, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I would play like the different, uh, what was the game where you would like jump into little tunnels? Like, and then I don't know, like, I can't remember what, what it was called, but you, maybe Mario, maybe it was that what it was? I mean, Mario, you jump into pipes and stuff, but that's not the premise of the oh, game, yeah. but it, I mean, it happens I plenty. I think that is. It happens plenty. Yeah, I think it might be something like a Mario, but I started getting big into playing different like video games and I would also draw out these different worlds. So it's kind of like something around experiences, world building. Um, they would always kind of blend together. So maybe something around that. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that about <laughs> you at all. Resort designer, but that real estate developer. But I still think that would be kind of fun though when I'm like, I don't know, giving experiences to people in a different way. I mean, because that's what I always think about. Like, yeah, you will walk away remembering an experience that you have, especially like the things that I talk about most are like, man, I remember when I, you know, did this one thing and this person really like introduced me to a whole new thing there. Whether I liked it or not doesn't matter. It's like my mind got blown because I was like shown a whole new way of like, you know, something that was happening on the other side of the world. I didn't even know was happening that way. So how do you bring people into those kind of spaces and just expand their mind uh, and get them outside their bubble. Cause I feel like I grew up kind of in like, you know, in one small town area and how do you help expand people's minds? Cause it is hard to get out of that initially to like think differently. It's only until you kind of like get out of that bubble that you're like, Oh, there's a whole new world out here. There's other things that, you know, I can experience. So maybe in my 
face whatever of life. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty crazy. That's a pretty big departure. I mean, it's a big departure from what you do now. <laughs> it is. <I> know. <laughs> that would be. You're like, there goes Steph, real estate mogul. She's just developing all these resorts in Bali. And <laughs> we haven't seen Bali's her in a while. architecture is beautiful, by the way. It's amazing. I know. And you know where else I like? Uh, Tulum. Have you been there? Tulum, Mexico? No, I've not been there. Yeah. I know you so, went there not, not that long ago. Yeah, it's actually like really cool. I mean, it kind of reminds me, I've never been to Bali, but it reminds me of like what it could be like, just very like eco style. Everything's like built into the jungles. You've got cenotes like right behind stores. It was very cool. Yeah, it sounds like they try to use yeah. a lot of the natural elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is that's like totally my my style. I'm like, I don't want big high rises. I want like finding a Airbnb that's like tucked inside of a jungle that you're like, oh, there it is. I didn't even see it from the outside. <laughs> So for me, the the one thing I used to say was my dream. I now know definitively, thank God I never got it done because that would have been the worst dream possible Um, because it would have been a nightmare. So when I was younger, I legit thought I would love to own a sports complex. So like a multi-sport complex. Uh For those, you've probably been the one, you know, like very Mm -hmm. similar to um, like a lifetime fitness, right? Where it's got like, it's got a gym. It's got a you know, sports fields. It's got courts for basketball, squash. I'm just like, I don't know. I thought it'd be cool just to be around sports all the time. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, and especially now, then I realized, man, the problem is, is I like to play sports. I actually don't want to operate a business while these things are going on because these things typically go on at night. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to any one of these facilities during the day, nobody's in there because everyone's working. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then you, you would have to reverse your schedule. So what I learned about myself over all these years is like, man, I value time so much, but more importantly, like the time with my kids, the time where I want to have fun and I want, you know what I mean? So like, for example, I like, like, uh, if you like playing, like some of my friends do, they like playing beer league ice hockey. Well, they play at night, but if you're the business Mm -hmm. owner, then you're working at night. So like, that's not good. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I realized like, man, because I care so much about me doing my things, I would go into I mean, it sounds insane. You, you'd be like, no, it doesn't sound insane because you know me too well. It's like, I would just be in boring businesses. The more boring, yeah, the better. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'd be like, I need to know that at, I need to know that at five o'clock, nobody's going to call me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's like, and, and what's funny, it was so this was because the, like these things are now starting to collide because, you know, I've been investing in real estate. Uh, and I actually am about to close on another property in uh, in two weeks. So Where at? In Greensboro. So retail price is one seventy five. It's going to rent for seventeen hundred. So it's a little over one percent rule. But mm-hmm. uh, with the, how much I collect in rents now, by the time December rolls around, I'll be able to cash out refi half of it. So uh, another eighty seven five. But mm-hmm. I'll be able to buy another unit in about a year. Okay. So I'm basically going to buy a unit a year now for until I die. That's my plan. So how much would that get you cash flowing every month? Like at what point can it sustain your whole life? Just doing this. Well, that's so I so depends on how much money you want, right? So like let's use let's use $100,000 because I think that's a that's a number that a lot of people like I guess it depends on what industry you're in. Some people think that's a lot, some people think it's just not a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's right now mine is at 60. So my mm-hmm. rental income is around $60,000 a year. It makes it easy to say yes to a lot of things and no to a lot of other things. So I'm already at the, like, I was joking with you not too long ago, but what sparked this conversation was I said, I was just, sometimes I look at Indeed and I get stuck in the vortex and I started looking mm-hmm. at uh, jobs and I was like, man, I don't really want to do any of these things. 
<laughs> and I was like, but it's weird because I'm in this place now in my life where I don't have to. Yeah. Like I literally don't have to do like I if I were to so the average starting salary, or not the average, just the starting salary in Wake County, which is where I live in North Carolina, for a teacher is forty eight thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, if I make sixty in rentals, and then each year I'm able to add about sixteen thousand a year, mm-hmm. which is not nothing. Yeah. So I'm like three years away from over a hundred thousand a year in income, mm-hmm. just from rentals. Yeah. Well, I mean that makes it easy to say yes to just about anything. At what point do you need to like bring someone on to help manage these rentals? I, more? I do from the very beginning. Oh, I don't manage anyone. Okay. I hire a property management okay. company. Yeah. Okay, so then you're already doing what you would have done, kind of. You just are slowly getting there. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I realized that's what I say. That dream goes out the door. But like now I'm in an interesting place where I legit think for myself, like if you hit the, if you were to hit the kill switch button on me right now and be like, well, you have to pick something different. What would I choose? I think I would go someplace very boring. Like super, mm-hmm. like I legit am considering the. I told you about this, the UPS store. <laughs> yeah, I would want to just. I would want to bring the media component to it and just follow behind you. And be like, look at this guy. Show how this. That's fine. Yeah, what's really <laughs> happening here? I'll, I will try and bring the fun to a UPS store. <laughs> yeah, but there's certain industries where they close really early, right? Like, uh, dent. I, I feel like dentists just do not work. Mm-hmm. Dentist, dental office. Try to book something at four o'clock. They're like. I know. Kind of like, oh, we're off on Fridays and on Mondays we get done at two. I'm like, what days? What days can I come in then? <laughs> at least on Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday sounds like you're out to lunch for four yeah, hours. Yeah, dentists are unbelievable. <laughs> They're like, oh, you have an emergency. Ugh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm at. I love spending time with my family and my kids. If I were to say, I'm, what am I super interested in? I would say, I. I there's a part, and I. Feel it. I can feel it. Like I think I'm gonna end up going back, but I can see myself starting to coach sports again. Mm. Um, I don't know if it'll be my occupation or I'll just volunteer. Mm-hmm. Probably just volunteer. But uh, I really enjoyed it when I was a high school teacher. That was my first job coming out of college. Again, because I I chose that profession because I wanted time off. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and uh, it was funny. My my wife, she said, you know, she would come to my games then, and she said she would feel bad for some of the players because I would be so hard on them. I know. I was going to say, man, you coaching, I feel like, I wouldn't want my kid under there. <laughs> like, leave him alone, at the, end of the, at the end of the, well, I would never call anybody names, but I would say, that's, like, good? that's not good. <laughs> uh, and then hmm. I remember one time this, this, um, the, one of the kids, really great player. Like he, he was one of our best players, uh, Kyle Johnson and Kyle Johnson slips and falls maybe like two or three times. Um, and so, I, I, I come up like I, and I call time out and I'm telling everybody, Hey, we're going to have double, you know, Kyle's guarding whoever we're going to double team. As soon as he gets the ball, let's go for a double team, make him move the ball and we'll release the double team immediately. As soon as he gets it, I just don't want him to carry it against Kyle. And Kyle's like mad. Cause in the huddle, I, he, I'm basically calling him out that he can't cover this guy. And he's like, coach, I fell. I was like, you fell three times in a row. It's like, well, I can't help it. It's like, well, I need someone who can you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like either what, what a, game was this? You, what it's lacrosse. Oh, lacrosse. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was yeah, like, I was like, either you can't fall or I, we got a double team. There is no other option. <laughs> and he was so pissed because I called him out basically in front of the whole team. But I'm like, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just stating what happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you suck. I was like, but you keep falling. 
So if we can't stop falling, we got to throw the double team on this guy. <laughs> and he was. So this is high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's not super youth, but like, yeah, I need some level of thick skin because. Yeah, as I say, definitely high school or above, maybe even <laughs> college coaching. That might be good. But yeah, I could I could see myself in that arena again because I thoroughly enjoyed it. But yeah, it would be funny if I went back to high school, people would be like, oh, dude, this guy's such a loser. Because, you know, a lot of high school kids think their uh, teachers are losers. So. Yeah. And the coaches, too. I'm like, you got anything better to do? No, I enjoy this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't actually up here. So do you ever like one thing I was thinking? I mean, I feel like I'm always at a phase where I'm like, hmm, what next? What things should I be like? I'm not always certain, even though I am certain about like where I think things are headed. I still feel like it's interesting when I just leave things a bit more open and I'm not always so sure about next steps. How are you around that? Do you feel like you always know what you're going to jump into and you're very certain about it or do you get to a phase where you're saying like i don't know what should happen like would you be open to outside influence or like no i think i'm i think i would be for sure i think yeah listen some people's minds do you know where i'm going with this i don't know but some people's <laughs> minds expand as they get older mine is narrowing like and, and i don't know if it's on purpose i'm not trying to consciously yeah. do this but like the reality is you're calcifying yeah <laughs> I enjoy so few things like that's the that's what I'm learning about myself and I'm not yeah. upset I'm not depressed there's like almost never a time where I you know I was saying before I was like man I started feeling bad about myself but then I stopped watching TikToks. like I feel great at myself again yeah it's like I but I but I like so few things yeah and so like I just find myself narrowing into lanes but I could be mm-hmm. easily I think influenced to do something else okay I mean I'm just wondering because I'm like you already know I want you to talk to this psychic lady and I'm like what if you're just like so what's next for me I had this like crazy idea so that'll be for everyone who's like what is Steph talking about Steph being a psychic and she thinks I am definitely not a believer (laughs) I wasn't either I was not a believer you know I was not a believer in psychics or anything and now I'm starting to be like maybe there's something there too. I mean, there might be some quince. Like, listen, I'm not against it. Listen, I once tried to have, I I once told someone to hypnotize me because I just didn't believe it. And, um, (laughs) did they? No, it didn't work. Oh, wow. No, maybe they just were not a good practitioner of hypnotism. Very possible, but it was the only time. So what I want to do, and I don't know if you'll want to do this, but I want you to meet with this psychic lady while you're live. I'll do it. On Mission Daily. Um, the only reason why I think this could be, I don't know, I don't want to like put you on the spot because like when I did this session with her earlier, she was saying some things where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would want everyone to hear it, like hear this. <laughs> uh, so it could go that way with you too. But I mean, like I said, she was calling up some person. She was like, yeah, this person is deceased. And I'm like, who? oh, it wasn't even like my family member after I started digging, but it was like a real person who died from my sister's family's side, not my sister's husband's family side. But anyways, there's certain things that could come up. I think it would be interesting watching you have a call with this person and then also being like, what should I do for the future? <laughs> like, <laughs> and see what she says. She'd be like, Yo, you should get that UPS door. What if she did say that? <laughs> so you look funny. like a boring person. Maybe you should think about a laundromat. <laughs> well, you know, I, we've been so, so like, uh, the one thing I was never good at, but now I just definitively know I'm not good at is anything that's very subjective, right? And so mm-hmm. creating content is def- effectively a subjective exercise, right? Is the 
people ask like, is the podcast good? Are these commercials good? Things that have been involved in the creative. And I'm always like, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like what's, what's that mm-hmm. mean? The, did it work? Do I like it? Cause I, like I said, my, my scope of things I like just keeps getting smaller. And so I want to be like in a business where it's very clear that you are happy mm-hmm. with what you got. Like, Hey, I bought a shipping label. I brought you the box. You took mm-hmm. the box and it got to the destination. I'm like, that's, but people that's will always, they'll always be unhappy. Oh, I, I look know at, that. I go, I'm, I know so that. you're never just going to have happy little customers like, oh, Albert, thanks for saving the day every day. <laughs> like you will be like, that, by, you the way, just, by the way, you took seven days to ship this to my grandpa and now he's gone. I know. I know. They're going to get mad at me about it. Like, I didn't do it. I just took the box. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like, I don't know. You will always run into problems. But, in which is why, by the way, uh, back to full circle in, in the highest groups of finance, they often only look after their own money. Because mm-hmm. it gets to the point where you don't want to answer any questions. Yeah, that's what it, that's what happens to. Every, I feel like everybody in that game just realizes. Wait a second, I'm making you outsized returns. I have a bad month. You're gonna call him bitch at me? Like you're fired, Steph. I don't want to manage your money mm-hmm. anymore. But I have, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm giving you a billion dollars to manage. Like, I don't care. I'm already rich. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happens to these true. family offices. Like, uh, you know, Paul Allen was famous for it. Paul Allen mm-hmm. had Vulcan. Um. For those who don't know, it was Bill Gates' business partner. He only worked with him for so long. He eventually just said, I'm done working at Microsoft. And he kept his shares. And, you know, he became one of the richest men in the world. He starts Vulcan family, uh, Vulcan investments, except there's only one investor, him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he managed nobody else's money. Or they got, the people he hired managed nobody else's money. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, you guys are doing great returns. You want to manage my money? No. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually when I started going the route of in finance, I was going either financial planning or investment finance. And I was like, okay, with investment finance, I'll learn how to invest my own money and then I'll be good. I'm not investing someone else's money. I don't like, I want to be able to make bets. I want to be able to like mess up. I don't want to have someone being like, why'd you choose that? Yeah, why'd Whatever you do that? Decision. I didn't approve that. Yeah. Like I don't want Explain that. Explain this and to so me. I, yep. So I get it. I mean, I guess I'm just like Vulcan. There you go. Or his company. Yeah. That, that'll be the next thing. What to do with all that money? I know. For those who don't know, Paul Allen has since deceased. He has no children. His mm-hmm. sister is currently executor of the estate, but she has no children either. So it's like a fortune of $25 billion. Where's it going? We should look into this. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Law & Order uh, theme song? We should play that dun, dun. while we're looking into it. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's like, are they giving it away? <laughs> no, guess we'll find out. Well, this was a good tangent of an episode. Uh, in our, one of our future episodes, stay tuned for Albert's uh, skeptical psychic experience and finance stuff and everything else that we talk about in this show. Yeah, listen, so. I can't wait to share that with you <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. It'll be funny if like she says all these things that I, I think I don't believe about myself. It's like, oh, you want to be in the creatives, in the arts, and you should open your own art, that ga- would be funny. art gallery. Like, like, open an art gallery. That also would be funny. Either way, it's good content. I'm here for it. Even if it's completely false, we'll find out. You'll be my sample size of two. By the so. way, I want everyone, does everyone know about the Cider Brothers? These guys are the, these guys, uh-uh. they're my favorite people. Oh, Yeti. Yeti. Oh yeah, we did, we wrote a, a story episode on them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They were just constantly, how do I hunt and fish more? And they, of course, created products associated with hunting and fish that enabled them to do that. And then they got super popular and they're like, do you guys want to run the business? They're like, I don't want to run the business. Like someone else run it. (laughs) Yep. 
That would be me. Well, how long until they were able to not run the business? I don't know. But I mean, clearly he was, you're still an innovator, right? So like, even if you're Mm -hmm. trying to support your hobby, you're looking at coolers, trying to figure out which way to make a better one. So you're quite industrious of a person. Yeah. Um, he was clearly industrious. He clearly hit on, um, they clearly hit on something that a lot of people wanted in their field. Of course, before mm-hmm. they made tumblers, they only made those high-end coolers and they really appealed to their, their niche set. So that's why I was like, I would always lean towards being industrious rather than mm-hmm. we talked about before, like schooling people who are always doing things. And so I can appreciate your advice. F around a bit more. Yeah, that advice. Go try some more things. <laughs> Yep. There you go. All right. And they, uh, the Cider Brothers, they grew up in Texas, Dripping Springs, not far from Austin. Yeah. I'm aware they're from Texas. They just, they just stopped operating Yeti very early. Yeah. Well, we will let you figure out a way to do that too with anything you embark on. (laughs) Albert's only here for the first 1% and then he dips out. (laughs) Oh man. I really do enjoy watching sports though. So there you go. Okay. Well, Thanks, everyone. Uh, Make sure you please give us a rating and review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. We want to know how we're doing. We want to know if you like this format. So let us know. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.